praise the Lord for this morning, and we thank the choir for their uh, special item. It's always a blessing to hear God's word through godly music, and the song goes, Oh magnify my master, exalt his holy name. And in a bit we'll be looking at his holy name, our, the name of our God is holy, amen? Amen. And it's always a privilege to be given the opportunity to share God's word and to share with uh, you all uh, God's word. And I'm joyful to be here once again this morning um, here at Mount Zion Bible Baptist Church. And uh, God has blessed us uh, with a, uh, me and my family with a, with a little one. And so we, we come bearing uh, a little one this morning. And I have missed all of you and I'm glad to be in fellowship you guys uh, this morning once again and the church is always in our prayers uh, and I pray that the Lord will continue to bless the people, the, the ministry, Pastor Adrian. If you have your Bibles this morning, uh, turn please to the book of Matthew chapter 1. Book of Matthew chapter 1. We'll be looking at a familiar scripture to us and I believe even if you perhaps don't know what the scripture says, it's a familiar story to us, and we'll be reading from verses 18 to verses 21. If I would get you all to please rise for the reading of God's word, Matthew chapter 18, I'll read verse 18, and we'll read verse 19 together, I'll read verse 20, and we'll carry on in that fashion, Matthew chapter 1 and verse 18, now the birth of Christ was on this wise, when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph. Before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man, and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take thee and Take unto thee Mary, thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And altogether, in verse 21, And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. This morning, I'd like to take us all back and be reminded and remember the simple truth, God's purpose, why Jesus came. And, thou, and she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Let's bow our heads in prayer. Lord, we thank you for this morning. We thank you for this time you've given us, that we can come in here, sing praises unto you, Lord, exalt your holy name. And now, Lord, as we come and we, as we listen, Lord, to your words, I pray that uh, you will fill us with the Holy Spirit, give us understanding to understand the words coming from your book. And Lord, touch my mouth that I may speak the plain truth, that I may speak only uh, your words that are coming out from your book. Lord, guide us this morning. We ask for your blessing. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Please be seated. No doubt as we reach the end of this year, as we reach uh, the end of this year, I'm sure each and every one of us have received some sort of invitation, some sort of uh, invitation to, to, to a gathering, to a celebration, either through work, either through family, through friends, through church. 
And my friend, all of these things can take up our time. All of these things can take up our resources and our energy. And no doubt our mind can be focused on these things. Just, just thinking about it, what am I going to prepare? I've got friends coming over. What am I, you know, I need to get things ready. I need to meet with so-and-so. And the busyness of life can easily consume our minds, can easily consume our thoughts to the point that we miss God in all of it. Uh, and my friend, while the world sells its counterfeit of reindeers, of elves, and, and Santa Claus, we need to remember the true reason for the season, that God the Father sent His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, into this world with a definite purpose. Jesus Christ left heaven to come down as a humble babe, born in a manger, lived a sinless life, died on the cross to pay for our sins. And in verse 21 it says, to save His people from their sins. So this morning I'd like for us to focus on God's Word. I know there's a lot of things that will be happening this evening and in a couple of hours, but let us focus on God's Word. Now let me preface by saying this is not a celebration of Santa Claus, this is not a celebration of reindeers and elves, right. that's Satan producing a counterfeit. This is not about celebrating a certain day, like December 25. I don't believe Christ was born on this day, and I believe when you fully look into it, it, it stems from a pagan God celebration. The Bible doesn't say when Christ was born, and I'm not about to put a date on it, because the Bible warns us against putting dates. And I'll probably get it wrong as well. However, my friend, when the world, when the atheists and other religious groups for a whole month can associate this season with Christianity, even the atheists who just use this time to make themselves more money, even these people around us, irrespective of the origin of the word Christmas, they know that we connect this time with the birth of Christ. Christ coming down to earth and dying for our sins. How important it is for us, for our salvation. Even these people, my friend, they know how important this time is to us. And this is a time where they can have a basic knowledge and understanding that Jesus Christ came into this world. Yeah. And my friend, I think it's a good thing to be reminded, to remember also why Jesus came into this world. Yeah. And it's the only time of the year where I can walk down the grocery store, walk down the department store and hear songs like, O come, O ye faithful, silent night, my friend, heart the, angel, heart the herald angels sing, and I'm joyous because these people around us can hear the story of Jesus Christ. And my friend, that's a seed planted in their hearts. That's a seed planted in the hearts of people that don't believe God. Perhaps that's the only time they can hear the story of Jesus Christ. And I believe it's the best time of year when we can go to them and say, hey friend, you know the story of Jesus. Do you know why he came? Do you know the purpose why Jesus came into this world? Amen. As we will see this morning, Jesus Christ came down to this earth with a definite purpose. Our God is all-knowing. He's all-powerful. He's the Alpha and Omega is the beginning and the end, he, and He knows everything. And my friend, He orchestrates. And like this story, my friend, there's a purpose in all of it.
But bef before we get stuck into it, I'd like to give a context to our text. If you turn with me, please, to Luke chapter 2. Luke chapter 2 and verse 1. Luke chapter 2 and verse 1. The Bible says this. And it came to pass in those days that there went out a decree from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be taxed. And this taxing was first made when Cyrenius was governor of Syria. And all went to be taxed, everyone into his own city. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, out of the city of Nazareth, into Judea, unto the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David. To be taxed with Mary, his espoused wife, being great with child. I will pause there for a minute, and I'd like to share a simple truth that, that God has a purpose with all of his wisdom, with all of his power, and my friend, when the God's word says it, he will fulfill it. When God's word says it, believe it, because he will surely fulfill it. Amen. And Joseph and Mary, we see here, Mary carrying with her the Lord Jesus Christ, they are forced to go back to Bethlehem, back to where Joseph was from. And it was because of a taxing, and if you know taxing, back then it was a tedious process. Wherever you came from, you would have to go back to where you came from, pay your tax. And you know, they would do all sorts of things like do the census. And so it was a worldwide taxing. Now my friend, I cannot speak from experience, but I could look at my wife. She was nine months pregnant, or no, not even nine months, she was eight months pregnant. The last thing she would want to do is go on a donkey ride 150 kilometers back to Bethlehem. But my friend, we see Mary here, I'm sure, that was the last thing in her mind, to travel back to Bethlehem. But my friend, we see God's providence in this whole thing. We see God working in this whole thing. In Micah, 5, Micah chapter 5 verse 2, if you're able to open in Micah chapter 5 and verse 2, the Bible says, But thou, Bethlehem, Ephrata, though thou be little among the thousands of Judah, yet out of thee shall he come forth unto me, that is to be ruler, in Israel, whose goings forth have been from old, from everlasting. My friends, 700 years before Christ was born, Micah prophesies where Christ will be born. 700 years before, and we can see that God and His power can control over even the powers of this world to make it fit His purpose. And it is not impossible for God, and throughout many instances in the Bible, God and His sovereignty fit everything into his will, holding even the hearts of kings and rulers to make it fit his will. And my friend, the promise of where Christ will be born is no exception. In Luke 2, 5, we see God's providence, how Christ will be born. God orchestrated where will he born? Now God orchestrated how he will be born. In Luke 2, 5, Joseph goes back with his spouse, wife, being great with child. However, we know that Joseph was not the father. Joseph was not the father. Isaiah 7, 14 says, Therefore the Lord himself, the Lord himself, again we're talking about God orchestrating all things. The Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. 
My friend, God's sign of the Messiah's coming is through a virgin. And we all know that to be Mary. And his name shall be called Emmanuel. In Matthew 1.23, or we have a lot of verses this morning, but in Matthew 1.23, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. My friend, God's plan was that for Christ to be born of a virgin. But while Mary was a human being, Christ's father was not Joseph, but she was conceived of the Holy Ghost. And let me just say, Christ is eternally God. Yep. Christ did Amen. not start in the manger. Yep. No, Christ was God yep. in eternity past. Micah 5.2 says, Whose going forth has, have been from of old, from everlasting. When Christ was born of Mary, Christ became a man. He became human flesh, Emmanuel, God with us. John 1.1 1, 1 says, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Verse 14, And the Word was made flesh and dwelt among us. The Word pertaining to Jesus Christ, He was made flesh and dwelt among us. Again, the Word Emmanuel, God with us. But while Christ was born in the manger, while He was made flesh, while He became man, He did not stop becoming God. Christ was God in eternity past. When He was born from Mary, Christ became as a man, but he did not become, he did not stop becoming God. Isaiah 9 6 says, For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful, Counselor, the Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. My friend, if God says Jesus is God, then he must be God. 1 Timothy 3.16 And without controversy, great is the mystery of godliness. God was manifest in the flesh. Colossians 2.9 For in Him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily. My friend, Christ is eternally God. He was born as a man, but He did not stop becoming God. He was God-man, my friend. And so we go back to our text and we look at the purpose of why Christ came. And it's a purpose that we can even see in his name, Jesus. In our text, when the angel spoke to Joseph, he told him to name the baby Jesus. Isn't the name of Jesus something wonderful? Amen. What do we think of when we hear the name Jesus? It's a name that should bring us joy. It's a name that should bring us happiness. It's a name that should be honored and not be taken in vain. Do we know the meaning of Jesus? Matthew 1, 21, And thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. The word Jesus is derived from the Hebrew Jehoshua, which means Jehovah is salvation. Therefore, the name Jesus means the Lord will certainly save. The name Jesus means the Lord will save. Because he is the only one that can save, my friend. If you're taking notes this morning, we'll focus on Matthew chapter 1 and verse 21. And we'll look at that last line. For he shall save his people from their sins. Let's focus on the word he. 
that simple two-letter word, H-E. Jesus Christ is the one and only Savior, my friend. No religion in this world, no other false god in this world. The only way to God is through His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Yep, yep. Not Buddha, not Muhammad. Yep, that's right. Not your own good works. Yep. The Bible says, I am the way, the truth, the life. Yep. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Amen. Jesus Christ is the only way. The, reli the religious man says all religions lead to God. But my friend, there's only one way to God, and that is through His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Right, right, yeah. Acts 4.12 says, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. My friend, there is no other name but Jesus. Yeah. Not only is He the way, He is the truth. In a world where truth is hard to find, my friend, in a world full of lies and uncertainty, in a world where truth always seems to change, Christ and His Word stands alone as our truth, as our single source of truth. My friend, God's truth has stood the test of time and will stand forever. The Bible says, 1 Peter chapter 1 and verse 4, For all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man as the flower of grass. The grass withereth, and the flower thereof falleth away. Verse 25, But the word of the Lord endureth forever. Yeah. My friend, Jesus Christ is the truth, and His truth never changes. Yep, yeah, that's right. The Bible says Jesus Christ the same yesterday, and today, and forever. Jesus never changes, my friend. He's always the same. Yeah. Not only is He the way, not only is He the truth, he is the life. The source of life is only by the Lord Jesus Christ. John 10, 27, the Bible says, My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. The promise of eternal life is only through Jesus Christ. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Now my friend, I'd like to take you back to the manger. I'd like to take you back to where Christ was born. If you turn with me to Luke chapter 2 and verse 7, the Bible says, in Luke chapter 2 and verse 7, the Bible says, And she brought forth her firstborn son. My friend, the birth of Christ is sure. Emmanuel, God with us, in us. He truly came into this world. This is not a story of fiction. Right. Just like Levi said, the Bible is real, my friend. Yep. This is a real account. Yep. And my friend, we need to point people to Christ, for He is the only one that can save. Amen. That two-letter word, H-E, He, that settles it all, my friend. Yep. Right. Secondly, we see in our text in Matthew chapter 1 and verse 21. For he shall save his people. Shall save his people. The Bible says in Luke 19.10. For the Son of Man is come to seek and to save that which was lost. Right. We learned earlier that the name Jesus 
meant Savior. And God's purpose for Christ was in His name to save, my friend. God's free gift of salvation is open to all. And anyone who will come by faith and receive Christ can receive the free gift. The Bible says, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. The reason why Jesus Christ came down was not to perform miracles, though He did perform miracles. His purpose was not to set up His kingdom on earth, though He will in the future. His purpose was not to teach people, though He was the greatest teacher. My friend, Christ's purpose why He came down was to save. Amen. And to think that God in all His royalty, to think that God in heaven would leave his throne and come down and be born as a humble babe the song goes isn't it amazing how he came no crown no throne no big parade no jubilant display isn't it amazing how he came and my friend god could have easily left us all to die in our sin but praise god he's gracious praise god that he came down the Bible says, but God commended His love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. And Christ's purpose was to die for us. Christ was born to die. Born to die, my friend. And I'd like to take you back into that humble place of the manger once again where Christ was born. If you turn with me to Luke 2, 7. Luke 2, 7, And she brought forth her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes. My friend, swaddling clothes. And as I looked, what are these swaddling clothes? And swaddling clothes, these meant wraps or strips, kind of like gauze. You know, gauze, when you wrap bandages or when somebody's hurt, you wrap gauze around it. And my friend, these swaddling clothes, these wraps, these strips, these were typically used for burial of the dead. And my friend, we see a picture of Christ's ultimate purpose of coming down. He was born to die. He came to provide an atonement for our sin. He came down to save His people. My friend, only the blood shed of Christ is the only one that can wash away our sins. Jesus, my friend, for he shall save his people. And lastly, in our text, in Matthew chapter 1 and verse 21, he shall save his people, and the last three words there, from their sins. From their sins. Christ came down into this world intentionally and definitely to save undeserving sinners. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. And because we're all sinners, my friend, the Bible says, for the wages of sin is death. Because of our sin, we are bound for eternal separation from God. We're bound for eternal lake fire in hell. But my friend, God provided a way. Amen. God provided a way through His Son Jesus Christ by paying the penalty on the cross. 
For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God. That's right. My friend, if our greatest need was knowledge, then God would have sent a teacher. If our greatest need was money, then God would have sent perhaps an economist. My friend, our greatest need was forgiveness. Yeah. Our greatest need was pardon, so God sent a Savior. That's right. And salvation is by receiving the free gift of God. Yeah. Accept His free gift of grace, my friend. Accept yeah. it through faith. Yeah. Don't work for your salvation. A gift is not earned. Don't work for a gift. A gift is received. The Bible says it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Before we close this morning, I'd like to take you back once again to the manger where Christ was born. In Luke chapter 2 and verse 7, And she brought forth her firstborn son, and wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. God was born in a humble manger, not in a highly place where only the rich or only the kings can come to him. But my friend, he was born in a manger. This means whosoever shall call, my friend, black, brown, red or white, rich or poor, young and old, whosoever shall call upon Amen. the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen. We also see that there was no room for him in the end. No room for Christ in the end. Doesn't that picture the state of the world we live in? Seems everyone, even Christians, have so much stuff, so much time for things filled with stuff that they don't have enough room for Christ. No room for Christ. No room for Him. And Joseph and Mary reach the town of Bethlehem and they arrive at the inn and the innkeeper says, sorry, we don't have room for Jesus Christ. We don't have room for Jesus Christ. Hey, why don't you stay at the manger? Why don't you stay with the animals? I don't know how, if, if that's how he said it, but my friend, the Bible says there is no room for them in the inn. My friend, it seems that when Jesus is presented to the doors of people, there's no room for Jesus. But my friend, the Bible says in John 1:12 that as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, Amen. even to them that believe Amen. on his name. But as many as received him, my friend, do you believe in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ? My friend, when this season is over, when all the lights are off, long after the lights are off and the celebrations finish, the truth of Christ's birth still remains. And the promise of salvation still remains. Amen. The question this morning is, have you received God's gift? Yep. Have you received God's free gift of salvation? If you have not, I urge you, my friend, don't leave this place without coming to know Christ. Don't leave this place without receiving God's free gift. Speak to me or speak to one of the men 
when this church when this service finishes and my friend I'll be glad to share with you God's free gift of salvation now my friend if you've received God's free gift of salvation let us remember why Jesus came and yes it's easy to be filled with the celebrations and the festivities but don't forget the reason why Christ came don't forget the reason why Jesus came down to this earth let's bow our heads in prayer Lord we thank you for coming down into this earth Lord we thank you that you lived a sinless life you provided a way through your death on the cross that we may come to you and receive your free gift of pardon your free gift of grace that Lord whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved Lord I pray that if there's anyone here this morning and are not sure where they're going when they die I pray Lord that they will not leave this place without coming to know you as their Lord and Savior and Lord as we remember and as we are reminded of why you came Lord I pray that it will bring us joy but also encourage us and strengthen us in our walk with you we love you Lord and we live up to you this time in Jesus name I pray Amen